Morning Show. I'm Meg Conley, filling in for Matt while he is on a cruise in the Caribbean. Guys, it's so good to be here. We're excited to have you. I love this. It's like the girl power day. Right. It's a lot of fun. Girl it's power a- and James. And James. <laughs> and James. It's like the little yeah, sub-sub It's pretty yeah, good. Exactly. It's pretty good. I feel like it's better. Right? Oh, of course. Please. <laughs> Obviously. Absolutely. So does anyone feel like Matt probably wears a Speedo while he's on a cruise? You know, he brags about that a lot. So we would hope he's telling the truth. Okay, he so also he... said he'd post pictures on Facebook, but we haven't seen those yet, I have. So... I have not seen those. I am a fan no. of the Matt Townsend page. So. <laughs> but they have not come. Well, no. If we if we see reports of people jumping ship, we know that he's wearing the speedo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you know, he said he was going to listen to this one. So if you're fired when he gets back, we know why. <laughs> I've said worse, I think. <laughs> no, I'll get on that. <laughs> so he told me before I left, he told me two things. He told me not to break the show. And he told me it was very, very hard to do this job. And so far, I'm I'm not seeing what he's talking about. This is fun, right? It's gonna be a good time. One big conversation, and he said, and he said that you're all getting raises. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. like this. You can stay. Yeah, can be the host stay. every day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> so Matt, if you're listening, everybody expects more money and a picture of the speedo. So at the same time, if at all possible. So we're talking about self promotion today. Yeah, and I thought this was a funny topic. I was looking out on the internet for things that we could talk about, and I hit this book that um was the one that the author is going to come on the show later today, Nancy Ankowitz, and she's just talking about self-promotion, and I thought that that would be an amazing topic. And Matt always teases that I give the topics for his own self-improvement <laughs> or for our other producers or our board of self-improvement, but this one was really kind of for me because I hate self-promotion. I'm the one, the person who, let's put it this way, uh, I'm taking a writing class this semester Um, as a film major, and for one of our first assignments, we had to write this paper about our writing style and include a paragraph about our strengths. Oh. And that paragraph took me about an hour. You have so many strengths. It took me forever to think about any. Like, And I'm a confident person, but the minute somebody pinpoints and they're like, what what are you good at? I'm like, I I don't know. Because you feel like you have to back up any claim you have about yourself. Exactly, and then I don't know. I just, I mean, I know what I feel like I'm good at, but who knows? Okay, so moment for self-promotion. What strengths did you come up with? What strengths did I come up with? As a writer, as a screenwriter, because that's the class that I'm taking, um, I love characters, so... I feel like I usually have complex characters, really deep characters. That's characters amazing. Who are lovable. And then also I love setting. And so that really gets into my stories. You I can love, create like an yeah, ambiance, like an a environment. Place. The sense of place is the best part Ooh, of the I movie. I love so that. That's, that's what my I favorite came up part with. about books that I read. Like when they've created an environment, oh, a world. Yeah, definitely. That, those are good strengths. Yeah, I want so, those. But it did take me about an hour to come up with that. So this show for me because I, I can't do that. it. I love, well, I don't think that anyone would say that Matt has a problem with self-promotion. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was very excited when I saw the show because... Th- what I thought when I saw self-promotion is that we are all always self-promoting, right? I mean, oh, I know that we have a couple interesting articles to talk about where if you are on Facebook, you are a self-promoter. You are a self-promoter. And it's just this kind of thing, the culture of Facebook that has arisen is basically bragging. And right. it's not even, even if you try really hard not to brag, you're totally bragging every right. time you post. Right. Or either you're doing that or you're looking 
for some sort of vindication right. or sympathy. And so um, I read through so many opinion articles that all had me totally laughing about <laughs> all of the self-promotion that everybody does. Um, for example, there's the humble brag. And I am very good at the humble, the humble brag. brag. <laughs> Which would be something like, uh, I'm really worried about my outfit when I go on TV. Because I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. So I humble bragged this morning on Instagram. And Ah. you know what's so funny is as I read these articles, and as I was doing it, I was like, I am violating the exact thing. I am humble bragging. And so I put up a picture of myself, and it was with, like, my bed head, and I was in pajamas, no makeup, very humble looking. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You guys have not seen that, but it's terrifying. And I was eating a big bar of chocolate, and I said, you know, basically stress eating before I go on to host the Matt Townsend show. Oh, ah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> a little kicker in the end. So it was a humble brag. A and humble I thought brag. this is exactly yeah, so what we're talking about. The humble about brag today. being a kind of brag, bragging statement. Right. I'm going to be hosting a, a radio very show. Overly self promoting. But look at it. I'm so nervous about it. I'm eating this some chocolate. Some semblance of humility. Yes. I feel like my Facebook feed is full of humble brags. Moms oh, are really good at the humble brag. They are. It's yeah. true. Yeah. We're very gifted. Yes. Or I feel like um, one, too, is if you put, I'm so grateful at the beginning or the end, you can get away with saying You can get away with anything. So I am so grateful that this morning my kids were both dressed and fed and sitting down reading books together See, that before is one I have never been able to write. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yes, the humble. The, the, I'm so grateful I'm for these so kids. Grateful. So And then so, it's like... So is it more annoying to just outright brag or do you do the humble, grateful brag, which is harder for you guys to deal with? For me, I'd rather just have an outright brag. Yeah, if you're going to say agreed. like, you'd say, I'm going on the Matt Townsend today. I would be like, sweet, Meg's going to be on the Matt Townsend right. show. Maybe I should listen. Right. You should. Yeah. You should listen. But if it's the humble brag, it's like... Does she, does she want it? It's like, right. it's it's like cloak and dagger. I know. It's, it's just like, like uh, well, uh, well, I'm uh, kind of awesome. Yeah. Just wanted you all to know, kind of. Just no big deal. So we have this no schizophrenic deal. culture where we're expected to brag, but we yes. feel ashamed but we of feel ashamed the brag. of bragging. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, <clears throat> Did your articles have any recommendations yeah, about how to go about it? Yeah, there were some recommendations. And... Um, <laughs> There was one article, this was from the Huffington Post, that had some suggestions for what to post instead of broadcasting your own successes, as the author said. Um, The first one was to let other people sing your praises. Yes, I love when people love me. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, what I should have done if I actually, like, I just entered the Instagram world, so maybe I should do this. But I would go on Instagram and say, I'm so excited because Meg Conley's going to come on the Matt Townsend yeah. show today. So are you following me on Instagram? No, I seriously, I like haven't. I'm hurt. I'm a little I'm hurt. bit. Okay. It's at Meg underscore in underscore progress. Okay. Okay. It's happening. So now we are yeah. friends. Now we are friends. Okay, good. Okay. good. We're good. So this is what I would do is I would go, I'm so excited for Meg to be on the Matt Townsend show today. So then. Your success is broadcast, but it's by me. So, so we hope that other people are saying good things about yes, us. Yes, we would. Um, the second option, instead of outright bragging, was the humble brag, but we kind of just decided that it's, that one was It's the, embarrassing. It's but, embarrassing. But if nobody's noticing you. It's true. You might just have to go out and do it. Um, the other one was to promote achievements that are objective, not subjective. So to... 
you can be it's socially acceptable to tell people that you got a promotion at work right because that's something that you might like need to know whereas just kind of spouting off your opinions about your greatness see the difference I can so it's see like the yeah so saying something where it's like a verifiable achievement other people would agree that it's an achievement whereas just kind of saying i'm so great in some sort of way that maybe other people don't think is great will probably cause more negative Offend feedback. more people. Yeah. So here's my question. Sometimes I feel like as women, like, you know, you'll get online and you see that your really fabulous skinny neighbor has run five miles again. Like she puts that up there. <laughs> the little jog. Right, app, right, yeah, right. Or like, you know, ran five miles while pushing my kids in a stroller while it was raining before saving someone from a forest Still fire. Still recovering right? from the broken <laughs> leg. Right, right. Like, like you're amazing. Do you think that women are doing that and men too do you think we're doing that because we're bragging or are we trying to connect like we're trying to find a tribe we're trying to give our own day's value because there isn't like a certificate for the fact that you were like a go out and get it mom but maybe you need someone to acknowledge that because you feel like in a box and then alone so is there a way to do that without it being annoying especially as like a mom it's so easy to feel kind of locked into your own world where you exist like right in home and so preach I think maybe what would be a good idea, just as you're saying this, this idea occurred to me, is to like start a Facebook group, like I a love that. support I love group, that. make like, it a community. Yeah, instead of make just it a community. So it's not it's yeah. not like I'm looking for people because a lot right. often what those kinds of posts say, instead of self promoting, what they're right. doing is I'm screaming out for help. You're somebody searching for please, a tribe, right? Yeah, somebody please come and support me, right? But if you turn it into a community, then it would just be like, hey, we're all doing I this like stuff. That. I so like that. So like with some of the other film students that I have that I'm in contact with, we have a group where we post about the projects that we're working cool. on. And cool. so when they go on there and say, wow, I got this great eight-hour shoot today. It went super That's well. That's what that community's That's for. That's what the community's Ooh, for. That. It's not broadcasting it. So for looking for any sort of to like your eighth grade math yeah, teacher who exactly. doesn't really care or does. And that's creepy. <laughs> so, Jessica, what do you have to say? You got something to say. I can see it in your eyes. Oh, well, I was going to say, I think um, I think the problem with some of this stuff is how frequent people do it. I can see that because like <laughs> limit yourself like I. OK, I, I do this a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to admit to it, but I do. Um, but only like only like every three months, something big comes up like I'm getting married, but it's not like I'm getting married every week and every day. Right. I'm like one day closer. Oh. Now it's only 24 hours. Right. You know? <laughs> so 24 days left. <laughs> exactly. you're, you're the T minus updater. Like you well, have something really good in the future. It's like. T minus 35 days until dot, dot, dot. So you find all the milestones. Exactly. I love that. That's yeah. fun. That's I, fun. Well, and I just think that the the times that I get most annoyed is when when they do it so frequently. And it's like something that happens all the time. Right. You know? Right. When you're like, Christmas is coming up in 100 days. I literally have friends who like right. every day from 100 down. Christmas is coming! Here's a, yeah. Yes, and here's another does. song to think about. And I'm like, leave us alone, you know? <laughs> Which um, I, I kind of am scared of posting things on Facebook anyways because I feel like everyone is so judgmental of them. It's very confusing. Yeah. It's very confusing because the culture tells you to do it, but then it judges you for doing it. Oh, definitely. And I think there's so much stigma involved with social media. Right. But see, the thing is, and we're talking about self-promotion today, it is one of the best tools that we right. have. Absolutely. And so, and you can do it a right way. Yeah. And there is a right way to do it. And so um, 
I spent a summer working with a career office, and I had to be in charge of all of their social media for the whole summer. That was really hard because I'm not very good at social media. But it's interesting to see how useful it can be, too. And so um, one of the other suggestions in one of the articles that I read was to focus on other people. Interesting. And so what we would do as a career office would be we found some really great advice to help you out, and we'd post that. And that would draw people to our website, but it would also – Give them something to help. And so maybe if, like, you turn your focus So make it value-added information. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like, you know, Miracle on 34th Street. Santa sent people to the other the other store where they could get the toy cheaper. Yeah. And then they ended up returning <laughs> to Macy's. Uh-huh. So many good Santa lessons. Well, and I, the ones that always get me are the ones that... Um, the companies that have a deal and they're like, oh, post on this and we'll give you this. Those ones always get me the best. Right. And it's because it's for me, like Merritt said. That's what they're going for. So, so they get you. Do you yeah. do with those like giveaways? Like, oh, enter here and you know, <laughs> post, post this, this on your page yeah. so everyone gets annoyed. Yeah, I do that. Okay. You're <laughs> only one when of it's those really people. important. So only when, when it's the cutest dress I've ever seen. When we become Facebook friends, I will just hide you right away. <laughs> exactly. No, I only post every 35 days. Don't you remember? <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Anyways. Yeah, I um well so I have a blog, uh, meganprogress.com and so I I this is the first time I've really tried to promote it. Look at that was some self-promoting. I talked about my there blog. You go, yeah. But I was just talking to Jessica about this before we started um, the radio show. I do not know how to promote myself. I have no idea. So yeah. I end up talking about other people. Uh-huh. And and I and I know all these super talented people, so I'll send people their way and feel like I've done something good, but I didn't ever do anything for myself because it feels selfish. Yeah, but it's not selfish. It's not. We're going to learn your, about that. It's your career. It's your right. It's you. You have right. to take care of yourself. It's the whole so overused analogy of put your oxygen mask on before you help anybody else. <laughs> well, so in your articles, was there a way to make social media more like our everyday interactions? I think that that was the best advice was to look for other people to help. And I think that's, I mean, so how do you, do you ask them? Like, would I say, Merritt, could you Instagram about the fact that I'm going to be on the Matt Townsend show? <laughs> you know, you could ask me that and I would be okay. You're with the it. Best. But I also think just like to look for feedback. So I love it when, um, there are a few people that I follow who are, you know, they're self business, whatever. Right. I love it when they ask questions. I love that. And yeah. so when they ask questions, so that create gets tons a relationship. Of yeah. So to create right. a relationship to have people, and lots of times I think if you just keep out pumping out good work and asking people to share, that's right. I always am so up for sharing when I love the blogger, whoever I follow. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'll share that. I totally love this. Well, and, and then, if you do unto others. So yeah. if you're if you're sharing for them, they'll share for you. Exactly. And so Well, we're gonna take a yeah. quick break. And once again, I'm Meg Conley, and in you're enjoying the Matt Townsend show here on Sirius XM one forty three BYU Radio. We'll be right back. Show. I'm Meg Conley filling in for Matt as he's enjoying the sunny Caribbean. Today we're talking about self-promotion and Jessica is here to tell us how clothes and self-promotion go hand in hand. Right. Obviously our clothes say a lot about us and there's so many things like you can always tell what someone's like by with the shoes they wear. Right. And uh, so we're going to talk about that because, Exciting. because as we look around, I mean, we use it all the time. 
when you see someone, you know, dressed People a certain way. People are mostly way. wearing clothes when you yeah. see them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully, except Matt <laughs> on his cruise in the Speedo. In the Speedo. That's still the exception. Clothes. That I does also say a lot about thinking, Matt, though. I bet it's a Union Jack Speedo. Don't yeah. you think, like, it has, like, the Union Jack on it, kind of, like, pretentious, I'm in the Caribbean. Right, right. I've got a British Speedo on. Yeah, yeah. That's Matt to a T. He's probably just flaunting it. Ew, I'm getting an image in my head. I'm stopping let's now. Not, let's not use the word flaunt. <laughs> I don't, <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> I'm not thinking of Matt anymore. Um, but, um, so, I got on the internet, and I looked up what your clothes say about you. Isn't the internet I, great? It is. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like a lot of other people have a lot of things to say about this. But I went to the top, to Forbes, and they did an article on this. And they focused on Dr. Jennifer Baum... Baumgartner. Baumgartner. Right? Yeah. Yes. And she wrote a book about you are what you wear, what your clothes reveal about you. And um, so they went in depth on what she was talking about. Um, and it. she said that... The shopping spending and the clothes you buy are internal motivations of of your emotions, experiences, and culture. Um, which, so how much you spend on the clothes and right. what kind of clothes you buy yeah. say that much about you. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And even more than that, this is something that I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. She also mentioned the spending habits and the way that you shop. So like, um, for me, I found that... I go shopping and I find a shirt that I like and then I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go check the rest of the mall to see if I can find something better. I don't want to commit to this one, (laughs) which I've actually found is similar to dating. Interesting. (laughs) Isn't that funny? Not that you're dating anymore because you're getting married in T minus 35 days. Four days. (laughs) Amazing. Congratulations. So I probably shouldn't bring that up. But that's how it was. Interesting. I, I met my fiance in high school. And then um, he went then on a mission. He around. left for two years, and I shopped around. And I, nice. but then, but then I liked him best. And I, and the, it's exactly the same in so, the mall. So, do you usually end up going back to the shirt? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, and I can't get it out of my head. So I'm like, okay, that is the one. You okay, know? okay. And it's not always the first one, but it's pretty close. You know. So does she say that there's a right shopping habit and a wrong shopping habit? No, or it was they just, just talk about you. Yeah. Well, and it just says something about you. Like, how do you shop? When you go shopping, oh, what is yeah. it like? So I am one of those, is it pretty and, and sparkly? <laughs> That's all and, it and matters. And it catch my eye? And then, um, and then usually, because we're on a budget, I'm trying to be like a responsible adult. This is a learned habit, though. I'll see what I like, and then I actually usually go on eBay and find it cheaper. Really? So, which is not a good correlation for my marriage, I would like to say. <laughs> that is not Online how my shopping? dating Not your thing? <laughs> That's but, um, but that is. So a lot of my clothes come from eBay. Oh. But I think that when um, our budget constraints change a little bit, probably I'll go back to my natural shopping tendency, <laughs> which is if it feels good, do it. <laughs> so you're kind of like instant I'm very moment. spontaneous. Oh, yes, that's good. Generally speaking. So well, I've had to learn the other clothes, habit. Thank so you. It works Thank for you. you. That's good. It does. It does. And matching is overrated. And so I am sure that this doctor would say that that has something to say about me. That's that I don't know if it's good or bad, but it's true. Matching. Um, she actually does bring up like how to how to dress for a successful environment. Interesting. Which, okay, so what are her recommendations? Isn't that good? Because yes. like, when I go to work or somewhere, I just am 
I don't know. I you're under. You know, if you go to an interview, you're already nervous, right? Yeah, right. You want to dress your best. So if you can exude. So what a is sense the best? Yeah. So yeah. what were her recommendations? So she said that it's actually good to stick to the classics, right? The things you see sense. all the time, right? Which you would think like, well, I'm not going to stand out, but it, it shows that you understand the people around you. Exactly. Exactly. So like the little black dress, the blazer, the pumps, you know, right. That that outfit. Well, and then it maybe wins it doesn't out. it doesn't distract from what you're presenting. Exactly, yeah, that's great. Um, and it works no matter who you are. So if you are a little bit, you know, quirky, they're gonna see that in the interview. Right. They don't right. need to see that in your, you know, in clown my outfit. I don't know. <laughs> my mismatched flowers and stripes and right, plaid outfit. Right. Yes. So yes, fair enough. Um, the, she also said that no one piece of or style. Um, that makes a person look unsuccessful. So if you if you wear like one thing that's weird, it's not gonna it's not gonna lose the thing for you. you so know, is interview, it maybe just wearing it confidently? Yeah. Well, and um, she said that it's good to stick to the basics. Let me read this part. Yeah. I I don't like to read because I feel like people zone out. So stick with me. It's a just good be one. really animated. Yes. <laughs> she said anything where it looks like you didn't take the time or make the effort comes across badly. Obviously. So if you just you know wear rumpled clothes that you didn't um, iron, you know, that's not going to come across. And then she continued and said, um, the worst clothing is the kind that tries to undo, ignore, or hide where or who you are, or the kind that shows you didn't pay attention to your body, age, or situation. Any clothes that prohibit you from doing your job well sends the wrong message. So we need to look at clothing as another limb, basically. Something that is an extension of ourselves Mm -hmm. and something that expresses who we are. So we need to give ourselves permission to care about clothes. Right. Done and done. All those guys out there who don't like clothes, James... Oh, James, you, should. you look like you like clothes. <laughs> I love clothes. Yeah, oh, you do. You look very stylish. I wasn't hinting anything. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot, Jessica. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but, um. Hey, guys, James slob in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> like James, who. James looks very you know, nice. <laughs> no, you do. You do. Thank um, you. anyways, so, and I think that that, it says a lot, like, don't. The things that your clothes would exhibit that are bad right. are like you didn't take time to get dressed well. Right. You know, you don't know the rules for social. So make things. sure that they're wrinkle free and they are expressive of the message you want to convey. Right. Exciting. And yes. maybe buy new clothes once in a while. I'm always up for that. Well, so I'm excited because coming up next, we have Nancy Inkowitz, and she is an expert in self-promotion, and she wrote the book, Self-Promotion for Introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead, and I am an introvert, so I need this desperately, and she is a woman genius, so are you guys excited for this? Yes, let's get to it. It's going to be amazing. self-promotion and we are lucky 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 enough to have nancy inkowitz with us when entities like citigroup the royal bank of scotland the smithsonian and merrill lynch need help with understanding how to influence an audience in front of a room or 101 
or one-on-one, they turn to Nancy, as they well should. She is a leading mind in her field. A blogger for Psychology Today and Salary.com, her writing and insights have also been found on the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, the Los Angeles Times, Washington Post, Investors Business Daily, Bloomberg Business Week, Marie Claire, CNN.com, and basically anywhere where fine writing is found. She's amazing. She's also the author of the immensely well-received self-promotion for introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead. Nancy, it is so nice to meet you. It's wonderful to meet you, too. Thank you for such a gracious and energetic introduction. Oh, well, you are. I have been reading your work for the past week, and I am obsessed. Upset. Obsessed. It's amazing. Upset? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I'm upset that I didn't find it sooner. Oh, how kind of you. <laughs> so, we can only look forward. <laughs> <laughs> so we all need to self-promote at one time or another, and we all find it so hard to do. Why is that? It's, well, a lot of people feel that it's much easier to promote someone else. It's just... Um, a lot of us are raised with it's better to be modest. There's right. There's nothing wrong with you for tooting your own horn. Yeah, I've heard those exact right. words. <laughs> yeah, it's unbecoming. It's, it's, you, you've looked at, you're looked down at in a lot of ways. Yet, we often see who gets ahead. It's often the people who are out there who are making people laugh. Right. Are, right? They're the center of attention. But it doesn't have to be that way. And I take it from what I read on your blog that you're an introvert. Is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> also admire your work. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. No, that's what, as I was reading, I was like, oh, she wrote this for me. This is so great. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, as an introvert, you can probably relate to not necessarily wanting to be the center of attention, even though you're a radio host and a speaker, and a lot of your audience can probably relate to this in different ways, that even if you do take center stage in your life, either as a, uh, in the work that you do, or even as a parent in PTA meetings or whatever it is, but often, even if you do take center stage, it doesn't mean that that's what you thrive on. Absolutely. And, I love that. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Yeah, so like, uh, so even so if we could just define what an introvert is we're not talking somebody who's necessarily shy you yes. might be but that's not it it's it's really where do you draw your energy do you get energy from just running into a crowd of a crowded cocktail party and shaking as many hands and handing out as many cards as possible no that's exhausting <laughs> exhausting <laughs> fellow introvert soul yes exhausting as opposed to just having a quiet coffee with one deep deep long lasting friend that you've known forever and you can share things and yes. really reflect and think and then quietly think some more chew over things so that's that's really the difference between the two and so there's nothing wrong with you if you're an introvert. Fabulous. And, Thank you. Yeah, I'm yeah. calling everyone I know. <laughs> Let them know there's nothing wrong. So. But one at a time, right? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, maybe I'll just text. <laughs> yeah. Right. Text is lovely for introverts. And well, because you do feel like you need to be fixed. 
you need to be sick. <laughs> that you need to be fixed. That oh, if you're fixed, an introvert, fixed, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. to um, make yourself a part of everybody else's um, world and expectations, and that it's that there's something psychologically wrong with you instead of yeah. that you just operate differently. Yes, yes. I mean, even from childhood, you might be told you should get out of your room. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> go, go socialize. Go be like a normal kid. <laughs> and then when you grow up, you're the one in the corner cubicle. Exactly. <laughs> and you're the one who works through lunch. <laughs> and you're the one who'd rather dive deeply into what you're doing and research and research before you even open your mouth, as opposed to people who are more extroverted, who are happy to just tell you even a little bit about what they know with conviction. So how do you help yourself recognize that you are an introvert? When I was reading your book, um, you mentioned some very interesting tests and that there are even some biological differences. Yes, yes. So, well, certainly one could take a well-established personality assessment like the Myers-Briggs, which is popular and been around a really long time for decades, and certainly you could do that. But, but the quickie quiz in my book, with the, it's two, page two of my book, will really give you uh, the quick version of that. So if you're an introvert, you get energy from your downtime as opposed to an extrovert who you get energy more from people contact. So that we've established. But things like, as an introvert, you might speak more softly. Mm-hmm. And an extrovert might speak more fast and louder. And as an introvert, you tend to be reflective and you're often calmer, whereas an extrovert is more energetic. And this is overall, you know, we have so many, so many aspects to our personalities, and we're all complex human beings. But still, overall, if you're an introvert, another thing is you may listen more. You've got, you've got built up those skills as a listener, and you may listen more deeply than an extrovert who might hear a thing or two and th- hear more in trends. And look, there are benefits to both, and it's not like one is better than the other. Exactly. It's what makes the world go round. Exactly. It keeps it interesting, right? Keeps it interesting. Absolutely. Keeps it interesting. So, so introverts have a much harder time self-promoting than extroverts. But as you we were talking about at the top of the hour, self-promotion's really just hard no matter what because nobody really knows how to do it well, it seems like. It's, well, you can do it well. And you can do it well because if you're an introvert, you tend to like to think before you speak or act. So you could do a lot in writing. Right. And I think we often forget that self-promotion just doesn't mean glad handing at a cocktail party. It also means getting your name attached to your accomplishments. I love that. Yeah. So what you do, blogging, why not? It's been a really good medium for me because I don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But another thing is actually public speaking. And yes. you think, oh my gosh, that's exhausting. And it can be. But it's a great use of your introvert's energy. It's highly efficient. 
I love I love that example. So I I do public speak quite often. I actually have an engagement tonight, and it always um, I always fe- leave feeling well rested because I'm not actually um, interacting with anybody. It feels like I'm alone when I'm um, speaking to a group of people, and so um, so for me that that is something that gives me energy. Now talking to everyone after I've given my talk that that can be exhausting. <laughs> I can relate to that, and actually. I think public speaking, if you, and now a lot of people are terrified of public speaking, introverts and extroverts alike, but if you treat it, especially as an introvert, I believe the secret is if you treat it as just a one-on-one conversation exactly. with Joe and Mary and Maria and Andy and Lee and everybody in the room, you're making eye contact with one person at a time, you're breathing, you're taking your time, yes. and you're just... creating that feeling of intimacy, you will enjoy it, and your audience will enjoy it. And yes, I agree with what you said. Afterwards, you know, if everybody comes up to you, (laughs) but you know what? If you save up your energy beforehand, you'll be a lot better off. So as opposed to, yeah, if you've gone to -to back-to-back meetings all day that day, and then you give a speaking gig, oh, and then you get flooded afterwards with people talking to you, that can be exhausting. Right. So it's a matter of, as an introvert, you're always looking to conserve your energy. I love that. Right? So you're thinking of like a budget. Yes. <laughs> I'm very bad at budgeting, but I'm working on it. <laughs> well, if you can find a fun way to budget. No, I love that. Yes. In fact, like looking at your rewards throughout the day. Right. When you get your little quiet time, your walk around the block to, to reflect, to think, whatever it is, just to listen to some music, whatever it is to do a little navel-gazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I love that. So so once you've conserved your energy, something that occurs to me as um, you, I loved when you said the introverts, it doesn't just have to be glad-handing. Something that I've done is when there are people that I want to know, but maybe I don't know how to approach them, or we were in a group, big group and I didn't know how to get my name out there, I am very good at emailing. And so I send personal emails, several personal emails a day. And, you know, some of them are personal and some of them are professional. And a lot of my opportunities have come from that because of the relationships I've built one-on-one with people. And so and so for me, that's been a way to get around the handing out my business card, you know, during drink scenario. I'm a big fan of that. You are spot on. Because as an introvert, you are likely to be a decent writer because you think before you put down your right before you hit send anyhow right you can really build relationships that way and then it's always remembering at what point do you make sure you meet the person for a cup of coffee so right exactly <laughs> but but certainly writing is so powerful so yeah whether it's blogs or emails or and emails are important it could be texting some but it's always knowing your audience exactly and, in that you're good at one-on-one relationships, and many introverts are, because, again, who doesn't like someone who listens? Exactly. Well, cool? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is the problem so often with self-promotion is that in its traditional sense, whether you're talking about online or in person, you're broadcasting rather than engaging. And yeah. and I feel very self-conscious about that, but I have seen that be successful sometimes. And so, um, and so you wonder if you're going about it the right way, but in engagement, I don't feel as, um, as foolish. <laughs> yes, and you're so right. Broadcasting is boring. Right, right. And yet engagement is... Who doesn't want to be engaged? Exactly. I mean, as long as you're in the right mood, the right time. Right. But, but engaging is it's a two-way conversation. Listening is involved. Targeting the other person is involved. Making it relevant as opposed to just me, 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 you know, uh, let me tell you what I did and I and I and I. Right. Boring. <laughs> so as an introvert, um, and this could just be me, I often feel like before I even get to the step of self-promotion, I feel like, why do I even feel like I have something to self-promote? I mean, how do you get yourself to the point where you have the confidence to feel like you have something um, worth discussing, worth pursuing, worth pushing on to people around you? That's a very difficult step for me. And that's a great question. And research has shown that we have more chatter between our ears. <laughs> a little more, there's a little more chit-chat going on. We might not outwardly chit-chat as much. Right. Between our ears, there's a little more like, what's that about? And blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I say, answer it back. And often, a little help from our friends could be a good thing. In this. Okay. And ask your friends, or ask your colleagues, or ask your former bosses, what are you especially good at? And even feel free to ask them to send you emails about it and say you'll return the favor. Interesting. I never would have thought of that. <laughs> it's a great way to just remind yourself because often it's hard to see your own strengths. Right. You take them for granted. Right. That you're a good listener. You take for granted that you're a patient person or that you're great at researching something in depth. And other people think, wow. I don't do that, but that's so great that that Meg does that. And it, it so it's it's often hard to appreciate your own strengths. So it's a really good idea to ask the people who are your 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 kitchen cabinet, those key people who really right. get you. I love that. Sitting down and identifying who you could trust your true self with. Yeah. That's fantastic. And then having open conversations with them and then pointing out the things that maybe their strengths, the things that they want to know about themselves as well. Isn't that a feel-good conversation? That is. We need to have more of them. <laughs> but it's not just feel-good. It's real stuff. It's right. Important. It's truth. Very cool. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people with job jobs, you have to do some sort of assessment, either quarterly or yearly or bi-yearly, whatever. Right. And it involves, especially if it's what they call 360s, it, it involves assessing not only people around you, like your boss and people who report to you, but also yourself. And gosh, that can be really tough. But again, a little help from your friends. Get some ideas. It really can help you, help boost you. But another thing is, don't let it get too far without you checking in with yourself. So like, Interesting. have a regular job. Be sure to send your boss periodic updates, letting them know what you've done for them lately. I love that. Little case yeah. studies of your work. Yeah. Just, you know, if it's a weekly meeting or if it's a biweekly email or some way of making sure that too much time doesn't go past without you being acknowledged and seen for what you've contributed. 
really important. That is, and you know, it helps. It helps the boss at the end of the day helps because the boss. they're so busy juggling all sorts of things, and they want to know what you're doing. They want to know what responsibilities you'll be able to take on. Absolutely. Now, of course, they're all different kinds of bosses. Right. Feel it out. <laughs> I hope you all out there have great ones. They're like, we got fired after taking Nancy's recommendations to heart. Well, that or you found a better match. Right. You realized what you were worth and you went and commanded it. Well, that's what I love is that often we try and promote ourselves in arenas where we, we are better than them and we should go and try something else and find out where we belong. And I would love to talk to you about that. We're going to take a quick break, sure. if you don't mind. Um, once again, I'm Meg Conley, and you're enjoying the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Can't wait to see you on the flip side. show. I'm Meg Conley filling in for Matt as he's enjoying this sunny, sunny cruise that he left us all to go beyond. Today we're talking about self-promotion with Nancy Ankowitz, and she is the author of the immensely well-received Self-Promotion for Introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead, and she's also super, super nice. So welcome back, Nancy. Thank you. Again, you're so kind. Oh, no, I'm just honest, right? (laughs) So one of the things I love that you wrote about in your book was promoting yourself authentically. Yes, yes. And it's so funny because apropos of your comment, not, not to say, oh, yes, I'm nice. But when you give a compliment, it should always be genuine. Yes. And that ties into the idea of being authentic. So as long as you go up to, let's say you're at a networking event and you go up to somebody and you say, that's a fabulous suit, and you mean it, right. <laughs> it's not some shade of puce right. <laughs> that clashes with the hair. <laughs> but as long as you mean it, it can be a lovely icebreaker and you could say, where did you get it? Or just some sort of conversation starter. Or I so enjoyed that lecture. How did you like it? That kind of thing. And it's just, again, coming from the heart and saying something that you really feel and you really mean. And when it comes to promoting yourself, it's saying something that's direct and clear and true about yourself and true about your audience and finding, finding how they can mesh. I love that because, again, it takes the introvert's need to connect because that is something it makes you feel like you are having that one-on-one connection with someone, even if it is at a conference, at a huge group. You're able to kind of, you know, carve out this like space where it is just the two of you and you're able to connect with one another instead of broadcasting. That's so great. Yes, yes, connect versus broadcasting, and that's so well put. Absolutely. I am one of my favorite (laughs) characters from fiction is Mr. Collins um, in Pride and Prejudice. And there's this one conversation they're having around a dinner table, and he talks about how um, he makes up compliments in his spare time to give to to the ladies in his neighborhood. And, and, you know, the Elizabeth Bennet and her father are laughing at him, 
Because how foolish is that? And I think that as you're reading it, you think, oh, what a, how pretentious, how out of touch. But I feel like often our discourse in everyday life isn't that far from what Mr. Collins was doing. We have sound bites that we kind of throw at people instead of actually engaging with them. Yes, yes. Yes, and those sound bites, it's funny because those compliments, if he if he's really thinking about the other person and seeing them for real and they're genuine compliments, I say power to him for thinking about them. That might be true, actually. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> but if they're nonsense compliments. Which was the case, yes. yes well, then it's nonsense. <laughs> right. Which side do you want to be on? <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. I love that. So when... um. So you decide you're going to promote yourself authentically. You decide that you're in the right place. And the workforce is this, you know, noisy, unwieldy kind of, you know, deal. Um, And you need to gain visibility. How do you know who you should be engaging with? Sure, the boss, right? But it's all about networking. And so... I know that as an introvert, I look at the, you know, sphere that I am in and I feel exhausted by the number of connections that I, that I could be making, that I should be making, that other people are making. How do you sit down and decide where you should put your time? Exactly what you said. Sit down. Sit down. Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Start by sitting down, taking a deep breath, remembering the 80-20 rule that most of them, eh, you know, just find, find that 20% that you think would be most helpful for you to get to know. Okay. And you would enjoy to get to know. And ask them to lunch or drinks or whatever is appropriate and have your one-on-ones with them. Make a list and don't wait till you need a job. Oh, I love that. So one of the things that, one of the quotes in your book is, um, first, get clear about what you want. Um, one of the myths about promoting yourself is that you're supposed to be out there talking yourself up to everyone about everything. And that's not what it's about. Um, I love that, sitting down and writing down a long-term goal, not just networking for the case, you know, for the sake of networking. Decide yeah. what your ultimate goal is and then go from there. Yes, networking for the sake of networking sounds like you want to be a fake extrovert. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I think people get stuck in that, you know, because because it feels so frenetic and you don't know where to begin. Ah, frenetic is not good for us. No, it is not. That's that's like an extra. That's it's a fake introvert. It's a fake extrovert. I'm getting all (laughs) tongue-tied. But no, frenetic is not good. It makes us frenetic. Right. Exactly. No. (laughs) Nobody wants that. So um, I feel like we also need balance. And you write about that. Balance the time you spend doing with this time you spend thinking or talking about what you're doing. And I love that you recognize there that even talking about what we want to be doing, what we're pursuing, can feel like time taken away from us a little bit. Yes, but remember what your goal is. So if your goal is to get a promotion or if your goal is to get the next job or a better job, or make more money, Right. what concrete things do you need to do in support of that? And I'm not saying, oh, you should be, you should be out there more. Uh-uh. If that's what it's going to take and to help you meet your goal, okay, go for it. Right. Not necessarily true. But first and foremost, decide what do you want. Yes. And then, yes, strike that balance. So don't expect that just... Just wanting that goal is going to make anything happen. I, I know you wouldn't expect that. So figure out what specific things, and we also talk about a marketing mix. So what specific activities can you do 
that you find, I'm going to say, least objectionable. That's great. That's great. To help you get there. And there's so many things you could do. So, so, and whether it's hosting events, whether it's doing some public speaking. Right. Or speaking and teaching something at work, um, running a blog, writing for publication, whatever it is. It's coming up with a, a bunch of these activities, maybe it's five different activities, and putting them on the calendar and saying, this is what I'm going to do, let's say, in January, February, and March, and, and this is all toward my goal. Everything else, I'm going to mine my energy and not do it. Okay, so you've decided, so you've done all the things you're supposed to do. You've made the list. You've maybe even gotten to where you want to be. How do you continue to self-promote, um, let people know what you've accomplished um, without bragging? Because those are two very different things. And I love that little survey that you have in your book about that. Absolutely. It's all about just stating the facts. Okay. Saying what you've got that your stakeholders need. Everything else is blah, blah, blah. I love that. I love that. Just be forthright. Don't be embarrassed about it. Don't try and cloak it in anything. Mm-mm. You can even do it without adjectives. I, I, I love a good adjective. <laughs> well, you're a writer. You're yeah, a writer, too, so you have to, right? Right, right. Um, I yeah, love that. Okay, so what I want to talk to you um, after this break is about yeah. how to apply this into our everyday lives. Because sure. we understand kind of how to apply it um, apply it in the, in the workforce. But I also have a lot of difficulty in my personal life okay. in understanding how to um, discuss things with, with neighbors, friends, coworkers, you know, not just coworkers. So I would love to get into that sure. as soon as we come uh, back. So. Sure. We're going to take a quick break. Once again, I'm Meg Conley, and you're enjoying the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. filling in for Matt while he is on a fun vacation without us. Today we're talking about self-promotion with Nancy Inkowitz, and she is the author of Self-Promotion for Introverts, The Quiet Guide to Getting Ahead. If you haven't bought it while we have been on the phone with her, you should buy it now because it's amazing. I can attest to that. It's fabulous. It'll change your life. Nancy, it's so good to be talking to you. Thank you. Thank you again, Meg. No, of course, of course. So one of the things um, that I would love to talk to you about, so sometimes I feel like um, there's this great advice for, for introverts, extroverts, whatever you are, um, when you are, when you are in business, when you are, have a definable goal and you, you know what you're going for. And so there are these steps, there are these great recommendations, but um, sometimes I feel like, you know, when you've punched out at five o'clock, um, there isn't a, a lot of literature that is helpful for that. So I would love to talk to you about how to apply these um, business skills into our everyday life. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, 
I don't know how, like, we were just talking at the top of the hour about how on Facebook, for example, you have, like, you know, the mom of three kids that puts up an update, like, you know, just ran five miles um, in the rain um, while pushing three kids um, in a stroller, and, like, that is her update. So I think that the reason she's doing that isn't to tell you that she's skinnier than you, which is kind of how it comes across. (laughs) Um, She's doing it because she's seeking a tribe, right? Or that she's she's trying, or she, she has these accomplishments that don't come with promotions, don't come with certificates, that it's not easy to talk about um, objectively. And so and so she's trying to um, get some recognition, maybe to find a community. And I feel like that is what my Facebook feed and, and a lot of other social sites is chock full of. So how do we change that conversation so that it becomes a conversation? Because social media is not going away, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. how do we use it? How do we use it? Think about how can you be generous to others? Oh, I love that. Right? Instead of making it about you, make it about how you can mentor others, how you can share your expertise. And if you're an introvert, you probably have some deep knowledge about at least one or two topics. And how can you share that knowledge to help other people? Interesting. The whole conversation. I love that. I love that. So, um, and how, um, how can we, how can we, um, help others to, um, one of the, one of the good, um, recommendations was to create a community, like a Facebook page where you could invite others to engage with you there. Is that something that you would see working out well? Uh, Sure. Absolutely. So if you want to be known uh, on the fine points of salsa dancing or gardening or helping make change in your community, whatever is your passion or are your passions, why not share them with other people and help other people engage in them as well? So absolutely, I think that's a great idea. I I love this because I think sometimes as like an introvert who is a stay-at-home mom most of the time, Mm -hmm. I feel feel in a funk. I need to like shake myself out. I need to have goals. And I don't always feel like I know... um, I know, I know what the goals are or, um, or how to achieve them. And one of the things that I love, again, from your book was inward, outward, onward. I mean, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint that somewhere in my house so that I see it every day, every day before, before I leave. So what are some questions that we can um, ask and answer every day that help us stick to our goals? Well, well for, first of all, what are the goals? No, but, that's true. That's true. But then what would make today meaningful? I love that. I love that. Hmm. And what would make today meaningful to people in my world? Very interesting. People that matter to me. Very interesting. What concrete things can I do? And what help do I need, if any, in, I, in accomplishing them? I love that. Giving yourself permission to, to ask for help, because I think yeah. that that's something applicable in the workplace, too, right? Yeah, like, we feel absolutely. like we can't, we can't, it, it's admitting a weakness, Yeah, we're all stronger. I I think at the end of the day, even if you're an introvert, we are social beings. Right. And we help each other and we work together. We're bigger than the, what is it, the parts are bigger than the, the whole is bigger than the parts. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. And it's it's so true. It's so true. How can I team up with others to to be bigger, to make my contributions bigger, to make more of a difference? And, And who can support me and who can I support? I love that. Those are questions that we should be asking in both spheres. Why aren't we asking those questions? That is so great. You should just start changing the world is what should happen here, right? 
Yeah, or and and don't let it don't make it feel like it has to be bigger than it is. It can, right. Your piece of the world today during this hour. You know? <laughs> so don't make it intimidating. Just what what can you do to make a difference today to the people that matter to you? I love that. So I have a question. Um, yeah. Whether it's in professional life or personal life, what do you think um, the top five mistakes are um, when it comes to self-promotion? Okay, the top five mistakes, okay, using the word I or me too much. Oh, I love that. Okay, I did this, I did that, right? Um, next is putting people down. Absolutely. Right? Oh, that is so tempting though, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's self-aggrandizing while putting people down. Right, right. Okay, another one is name dropping. So what about when you are in an industry where the name drop can be helpful? How yeah. do you do that with class? Because sometimes yeah. it is helpful. You're absolutely right. And um, caveat to that one, if you're just... I was on my do- on, on my yacht with uh, you know the Donald Madonna Rihanna the Donald and the right. Dalai Lama. <laughs> that that sounds like the most amazing party ever put together by man, and I wish I was there. I think the Dalai Lama is probably a hoot. But you know, if it's just occasionally you're mentioning someone for a reason, okay, fine. Okay. But if it's just that insecure spouting off of names and dropping the H bomb if you went to Harvard, right? <laughs> prematurely. <laughs> I love. Oh, oh, I know so many people who do that, Nancy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. as when, like, you know, you're talking about your favorite burger place, and it's like, well, just past Harvard, the school that I attended, there is a burger place, and it's like. It has nothing to do with your story. Right, nothing to do with hamburger. <laughs> it's just really, yeah. It, it's like not, it's gratuitous name dropping. Yes. So let me change name dropping to gratuitous name okay, dropping. Okay, that's How helpful that? because once yeah. in a while I have to name drop. And right. and it, and it and it has been it has been good for me on occasion. It's it's I, helped I form connections. I absolutely agreed. And and I, I'm guilty of that myself in my book. I mention a lot of famous names that I spoke with. I'll leave it at that. Fantastic, right? That's fantastic. <laughs> because, because it's a fun read. I hope for the rest. Yes, it is. It is. A fun it is. read and they're fun stories. Yes. But so, but again, in doses. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. In Limit doses. yourself. A quota of name dropping. Yeah, quota. Yeah. What, what do we? Let's see. What could that quota be? But I'd say. Mm, I was going to say not more than one every twenty years, but no, no, no. <laughs> I've exceeded it, Nancy. <laughs> I would say how about one to three per conversation. I think that's fair. I think that's, <laughs> that's fair, fair, depending right? on the length of conversation. <laughs> yeah, depending. And now, of course, the person you're speaking to is a rampant name dropper, then all bets are off. <laughs> okay, that, that's also fair because I have been in conversations before where I've tried to keep it classy, but then I just get down right in the mud with them. You know, yeah. it's like if you are going to name drop or um, tell me about how amazing you are this many times, then I will join in with you. We will mud wrestle over this. I mean, yeah. I am guilty of that. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're only human, right? Right, okay, okay. that's, fair. that's yeah. fair. So how about another one? Another one. Number four is taking credit when you're, it's not oh, yours. Yes. It's not your idea, right? Absolutely. Well, because I feel like when I am, say, that is a collaborative effort or when when somebody has given me um, a good idea from, for the project and I've been able to run with it, but it was their idea, when I share the credit, I mean, it, it all comes back to you in good things. That's yeah. always a good thing. 
There's never, you know, never too much success. Yes, the caveat to sharing credit, I I think it's fine to take credit when you've earned it, and, and you ought to. You ought to at least some of the time. Rather than sharing it when it was 99% your idea and somebody else just nodded at a meeting. Right, right. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, so let's be fair on that. But taking credit and being what I, I've heard the cute term, credit hoover. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's, I know people like that. <laughs> yeah, just taking credit for everything. Now, that's a, that's a top mistake. Yeah, that's a top mistake. Mistake. And yeah, and that one is that one is made um, pretty constantly in every industry, I think, right. because people are insecure in the in the things that they actually do. Right, and then then a fifth one is expecting people n- know what you're talking about. Now, <laughs> you would think, what do you mean? Right. Well, most people they do something at work that nobody has any idea what it is. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Like, I once heard a comedian say, do you know what your brother does for, for a living? Oh, I barely know what my husband does for a living. <laughs> Who knows? Right. So don't expect people to know what you really do. So it's up to you to brand it, to explain it in a way that's plain English that people really get. Okay, I love this. I was actually recently hired by a company um, that is this really fabulous company that makes a really great product. But um, they said that without seeing their product, whenever they described it to people, um, the people who were you know hearing the description, their eyes basically glazed over. Yeah. And then when they saw the product, they loved it. They went crazy, wanted to invest, blah, blah, blah. So they hired me to um, write down 15 sound bites um, that could explain what they do without um, either confusing or making bored the listener. And so I think that that's a good thing to do for your personal work. That's great. Absolutely. And that's an important strength of yours. If you can take complex information, as a lot of introverts can do, and boil it down to plain English, boom, that'll get you hired. Interesting. Any field. It's such a great, a great strength to have. Because, yeah, so many people and so many businesses, they explain things in eye-glazed, snooze-inducing language. Right. Right. They do. People can be so boring. Boring. Yes, boring. <laughs> but that's not going to be you, and that's not going to be anybody listening. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Nancy, you're full of gems. Another thing that I just want to mention really quick that I loved from your um, from your book was you tell people to take stock of what they do well and then to actually put together like an add-a-girl file. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it our fan file. And you could do it online. You could do it in an actual filing cabinet. Absolutely, because it's easy to lose, lose sight of all those strengths that you have. So, so what should we put in there? Well, things like I, I translate complex ideas into plain English. I love that. I'm putting that in mind right. today. <laughs> right? Or I'm a champion for such and such group or my community or, or your kids or whatever it is. Whatever it is that you do to make your world better, take stock and get specific as possible. I love that. Okay, and then you also say to put in um, emails from your Absolutely. supervisors. Yeah, you get an email saying saying you did a great job on such and such. Get, you know, get file that one. Absolutely amazing. Well, I love that. So the supervisor, but yeah, yeah. In moments when that the chatter in your head is getting too loud. Yep. Open up that file. Take a look what other people said, or take a look just at 
at what you said, and it'll help you. Absolutely. So what I love about your book is that you're telling introverts to take responsibility for themselves, basically. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So where can people find more information about you and all of your fabulous work? I know you have a website. Could you share that with us? Oh, sure. It's nancyankowitz.com, and it's N-A-N-C-Y-A-N-C-O-W-I-T-Z.com. There's also my blog at selfpromotionforintroverts.com. I love your blog. I read a lot of that this week. (laughs) Thank you. And yes, I blog for psychology today and salary.com. My stuff is out there. I'm easy to find. You are, and you're so great. And another quick fun fact, you were a jewelry designer for a while. Oh, yes, way back when. Oh, that is, I mean, the surprises, they keep on coming. You have been so fun, Nancy. I wish we could go out and have a one-on-one, you know, little coffee and muffin date. It would be fabulous. (laughs) That would be fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really been a delight. Total delight. Thank you so much. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. Once again, I'm Meg Conley, and you're enjoying the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Be right back. show. I'm Meg Conley filling in for Matt while he dances and plays in the plays in the sun and the beach while we sit here in freezing, freezing, freezing Utah. Today we're talking about self-promotion and um, I'm so excited because we're going to talk about finding your strengths. Yeah. How do you know what to promote? I know, really. Right? It's kind of an interesting thing. I loved what Dr. Inkowitz said about... She was amazing, right? She was amazing. It's like kind of a girl crush thing going on. Yeah, that's how I feel. I want to talk like her. Like, she speaks so beautifully. It's true. The... What is it? Timbre? Is that what you... The timbre of her voice. mm, It's very nice. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, but she suggested just asking people, which is kind of, I mean, so simple. And yet... Isn't that seems always to the, be, answer, I know. the answer is always so simple, but why is it yeah. so hard to do? I know it is. I don't know why. I'm going to yeah. send you an email but tonight. Gonna, what are my strengths? What are your Merit? strengths? Yeah. Tell me. You know, I'm going to send you one. And I'm then, excited. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I was doing some research because as I said at the beginning of the show, this is something that I struggle with. So, um, there are some few, a few ways. One that I really like is journals. Um, I thought that was super interesting. So if you yeah. keep track of anyway, and I'm a really bad journaler. But I yeah. do send long emails to people mm-hmm. or yeah, and that's update a, people in my life. And that's a form of keeping, So if you just kind of those. can go back and see um, situations that you handled well. And a lot of times it's easier to go look in the past and you can view yourself more objectively. Interesting. I like yeah. that. Um, it's so like time traveling feeling. Yeah. It's yeah. Very I know. Cool. You're like, you're gonna, I'm going to go look. Back. I'm going to go look in the past and see who are. I really am. <laughs> well, and I also think that with the journal, too, it like a lot of people, when you think journal, you think like, I need to buy go out, buy that leather bound book, you know, right. that has the, the gold on the outside of the pages. The gold on the outside. Yeah, exactly. Or the silver, you know. But I'm more the, of a gold girl, but it's cool. There you it's go. Cool. And it, do, it, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be electronic. You know, I was talking to my sister, sister in law the other day, I think it was, and she was saying, you know, I feel like I can't write as much when I when I'm doing pen and paper, you know. And so when you turn it electronic, it, it can you know help out a little bit. You know, let you write more and put more more of your thoughts well, on it. And when it's electronic, it's like um, 
it's feeding my addiction. So I feel like I'm more <laughs> inclined to do yeah. things on like the iPad or my phone or my computer because I am in front of all three of those things too much anyways. And so if I can justify that by saying that I'm writing down my thoughts, journaling, keeping record of my strengths, then it's really win-win for me. And yeah, my addiction. Exactly. <laughs> I've actually like been really good at keeping a journal. Not to brag. I'm so Humble bra- brag. Sorry. I I'm not <laughs> no, good at that. Was, that was an outright brag. <laughs> I know. I was like, I'm not good at the Humble, you know what? humble brag. I'm going to tell you. Own, like, own oh, good. I have so many journals. <laughs> I can hardly carry them up the stairs. I'm so good. But I started like when I was eight. So I've been able to see like almost every phase of my life in the so, journal and it's so, so great yeah i'm so jealous but that being it's said really am i gonna start journaling today <laughs> probably not so <laughs> this really is years cool from now i'll be again so jealous that you have even more journals <laughs> but i'm just saying it's true like like it's fun to see how you've changed and like even just your thought processes or how you're like the same and you can see your personality like and like what strengths remain yeah so like when i was little I had a journal entry that was like, everyone has these white... Do you remember the white platform shoes that oh, were like yeah. tennis shoes, yeah. but they had like oh. four inches Heaven under them? Do I remember? It's a little Velcro strap. Yes. yes. So I, I had My parents were like, why are you wearing orthopedic shoes? Like, I had like the Velcro straps. <laughs> I love them. Yeah. So I was like, everyone has those. And so those are the shoes that I keep buying, but I feel cool when I wear them. But that's the same. And it's kind of like, so I'm learning that about myself. So what do you feel like? Like, as you go back and read through your journal, like Merritt was saying, what strengths do you feel like you're able to like pull out from your past entries? Um, like how, how have you gotten to know yourself better? That's a good question. I'm really good at good questions. Yeah. Might have to be like That's homework, not a humble you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, think about go that. Down, like, Wait, go down. Wait, we're going to, we'll, we'll circle around. We'll come back to you. <laughs> She's really good at journal writing. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. That is there we go. <laughs> Because so really, it's hard to tell. I don't know. When she first said that, I was like, I'm good at journals, and I don't know. Like, I know that I was very self-conscious of everyone around me for a while. All right. <laughs> and, All right. But, I don't you know, know that's a good thing. I think that's something that we don't automatically notice. Right. So maybe that's something that you need to, like, sit down and like, be like, think that that's what you're I'm searching gonna, for. Um, right. So for, yeah. like, writing, when you edit, sometimes you go through and you're looking only for, like, copy edit. Right. Like, copy problems. So, like, right. Wrong punctuation or something like that. But other times you go look for a certain theme that you're trying to get across or maybe a rise to tension. And so maybe you just need to go back and read your journals with that specific thing in mind. Interesting. I'm going to an all report. So. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> From when I was eight. Um, another thing is to start monitoring your feedback. And I don't know if this is everybody's problem. I'm kind of a, com- a compliment dismisser. Oh, totally. Like, I don't even listen to it before. I know. I'm and I don't like, wrong. again, yeah. it's not like I can take a compliment. I'm always like, oh, yeah, thanks. You know? Yeah. Great. And then yeah. I forget it like five minutes later. So, right. but if you start keeping track and just notice when people, like, um, I noticed this morning somebody said, you're super organized. You and are I don't very organized. Feel super organized, at least not like in my apartment. Right. Right. <laughs> but for work and school, yes, I am super organized. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's something that I can do. But, Normally, I wouldn't even have paid attention, but I think the show is coming up. So, well, I think that another aspect of that that I, f- I feel is really important is is the receiver of the compliment. You have to let people compliment you because if every single time someone comes up and like, "Hey, you're a great organizer," and you're like, "Nah, no, I'm not," no. and stuff, they're not going to keep on complimenting <laughs> no, you because they're going to shot down. And you're dismissing them as people, exactly. not just their observations. Like, no, you're wrong. So you need to allow them to point out strengths. Exactly, I like that. You need to accept it. Yeah. Just don't let anyone see your list because. 
because that would be very oh, yeah. awkward. Just I keep it on your all the good on things, your right? iPhone. Yeah, then, or just put on Facebook. Maybe that's what. Just write. Someone said to me today. Dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. Your Facebook feed will be all the compliments. Again. <laughs> um, another thing that I think is useful is to identify what causes are really important to you, and you can often that. kind of go back and um, see what what you care about and what your strengths are from that. So like I am a proponent of mental health and I also am a proponent of women in the media. And so if I kind of can go to that and then I can see, oh, this is what I care about. What about me caring about that would be useful to other people? Well, and what I love about that is that you're also allowing yourself to not be invested and involved in everything. Because yeah. having strengths means that you also have weaknesses. Oh, definitely. And so and so by identifying your strength, I also think that you're you're accepting your weaknesses and uh-huh. you're going to let them stop haunting you, making you feel like less because you can focus on the peaks rather than the valleys. That's exciting stuff. Yeah, definitely. And something that Matt and I often talk about on the show and wonder if listeners get bored of it, but um, the concept of vulnerability, that sometimes you just have to say, I am not good at this. But by accepting that part of yourself, you're you're already eliminating a weakness that you have because you're not trying to put up a front about what you're able to do. You're not trying to compensate. Right. You're just accepting it and then you work around it. And that well, I love that goes back to what, Nan- what Nancy said about asking people for help. Like yeah. we need that we need to allow people to help us. Yeah, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I can ask for help. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna be with Alicia from Call Me Mom Alicia. She is the most hilarious person, basically alive today. So we're excited. We're excited to have her on once again. I'm Meg Conley, and you're enjoying the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. filling in for Matt as he's enjoying the sunny Caribbean. Today we're talking about self-promotion and I am so excited because we have Alicia of callmemomalicia.com on the line right now. Alicia, hello! <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? So good. This I'm, this is a good I'm way so to connect ex- with you. I know. I'm so excited to be talking to you, Meg, honey. And I've got my Diet Coke with me I, so, um, while we chat. So this <laughs> is fun about Alicia. She always has a Diet Coke with her. And there is generally, yes. it's like generally decorated, I feel like. Like you've always yes. got like cute little ribbons and stuff on them. Hey, do you want to hear something so funny? Very I'm drinking much. my Diet Coke in a leopard print cup. It's got like a leopard print <laughs> pattern on the plastic cup. And I'm wearing leopard print pants and leopard print slippers. You are my you, you are my favorite person in the world. Oh, I look crazy because they're all different colors and patterns of leopard print, so it's pretty classy, classy. No, so, <laughs> you know? so you guys need to know how I met Alicia. We were we were in this thing called um, "Listen to Your Mother" together last year, and and it was this thing where we talked about motherhood, and we each read an essay, and it was really fabulous. But the first time that we were supposed to meet was at this group reading. 
and I'm so nervous because there's all these amazing accomplished women there and then, you know, just me, which was kind what? of a humble brag because I was part of it, right? But um, <laughs> right. but I get there and Alicia has mini Diet Cokes for everyone and they're all wrapped in polka dot, like red polka dot yeah, ribbons. Yep, red and white polka dot bows. And I was like, this, and she's beautiful, and her hair's all done, oh. and she's like got sassy accessories, and I both hated you and loved you, because <laughs> because you looked so much better than me, and you remembered oh. to bring everyone a Diet Coke, but I knew, I knew we were going to be lifelong friends. Oh, you're a sweetheart. I want to kiss your face off well, right now. Well, there will be opportunity for that. Yeah, so, I hope so. <laughs> so, we are talking about self-promotion for introverts today okay and and I so we've had some really good insights on it and um one of the things that has been very helpful for me so I feel like I am an introvert I don't do well in big crowds I don't love networking I don't like glad handing I really like (laughs) one-on-one diet coke conversations and (laughs) and I really I really like um you know texting and emailing and um Mm -hmm. So we've had some really good insights on how to how to help introverts in the workplace. So you and I are both bloggers, and our main readership um, is is moms with kids. I feel like. Would you say that that is mm-hmm. your main readership? Absolutely, uh-huh. women, primarily women. Um, a lot of mothers. Um, I think my demographic is really strong in like the twenty five to forty four stay at home mom um, kind of group. Okay, so, so I feel yeah. like. I feel like in our readership, in our demographic, there are a lot of introverts who um, mm-hmm. who don't know how to imp- apply these concepts of um, of connection and um, self promotion to their personal lives. Like there are a lot of lonely mamas out there. For sure, for sure, there are, and I see that a lot as readers are commenting on my blog. I see that. Like I'm so grateful that you've put this out there, or that I can read you because then I kind of feel like I can relate to you and that I'm not alone. So, you know, not alone in the motherhood trenches. <laughs> oh, they are trenches. It is a war and the kids are winning. So, <laughs> so here, here is my, what are the posts that you feel like the, the moms that are seeking connection, that are seeking, you know, this, um, this connection to the outside world, what posts do you feel like your readers most identify with? Who are the, what are those introverts reaching out, you know, for that you're writing about? Um, um, just, um, kind of the solidarity again, that they're not alone. Like they're not alone in their challenges. They're not alone in their frustrations. Um, and then they're not alone in their joys too. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Like it's kind of fun because I will have readers connect, like, you know, I'll write a post about a bad day or something funny and crazy and just, you know, obscene that happened in the grocery store, like a kid (laughs) threw up in the cereal aisle. And, you know, I'll have mom say to me, I'm so glad that you put this out there because, you know, I feel like I'm not the only mother now, but then I'll write about lessons that I'm learning from my children. And I'll write about a lot of the beautiful things and a lot of the joys that I see in my everyday. And I love when women connect with me with that too. Like, I love when they relate um, to that as well and say, oh, I'm so glad that I'm not alone, you know, like in, in these times where I just, you know, love, love just the crap. Can I say crap on the radio? Um, I, <laughs> I'm getting a maybe face from the producers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I love when they're just like, thank you so much for um, you know, reminding me to just love the heck out of my kids. And, we can say heck. Uh, that is fine. Heck, yeah. Love the heck out of my kids. And, um, you know, it's like, it's so fun that I can relate to that too. Like, cause there are those moments when your heart is bursting and you just love the heck out of them. Right. I think moms like to see that that's happening with other mothers too. It's interesting because they like to connect with 
the not so pretty and the hard stuff, but then I think you have to be careful of that. You don't want to put a lot of negativity out exactly. there. Exactly. Really, we need the positivity so much as well. So okay, so this is my struggle, and um, I'm going to treat you like a psychiatrist, and you can fix okay. it for me. Okay, so. Okay. Okay, I will help you. As an introvert, <laughs> when I blog, and um, we had we had this fabulous Nancy Inkowitz on earlier, and she said that blogging is this natural outlet for um, for for introverts because you're not connecting, right? Like with you're right. not having to you know go into a crowded room. So when I write, um, mm-hmm. I feel like I have I have people that could you know the same thing readers who say that's exactly how I've been feeling or I I needed to hear that blah 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 so great right how do we take how do we take that and apply it into the real world how do we start sharing those experiences with each other in real time instead of just posting them to Facebook sending them in emails um, putting them on a personal family blog or professional blog how do we Mm -hmm. how do we take those strengths and how do we Mm -hmm. apply them in our neighborhood because I am very bad at that that is that is my one of my biggest weaknesses. Um, you know, and that is a really great question. And I think the answer, I hope I don't disappoint you because the answer is going to be really simple. It's just do it, you know? No, that's right. Do that's it. great. You know, make like the Nike swoosh and, and just do it, you know? <laughs> like that slogan is really quite brilliant. Just do it. Just try it. Put yourself out there. That first step might be scary and you might be nervous but like you know honey you're not alive if you're not nervous that's like, right I, nervous. you're not alive if you're not nervous, you're not I, nervous. Love that. <laughs> I already feel like there have been so many things you said I just want to like stitch on a pillow and like put oh. in my house it's very oh, exciting so funny. we could talk we could talk later when you go into business <laughs> Brandy, together, maybe. well <laughs> I love I love that because I feel yeah. like I feel like so often it's this vicious cycle right like we right. see we see the um the mom neighbor or the you know the successful uh businessman who who works down the street whatever it is and we see their self-promotion because we all self-promote right and so we see their Mm -hmm. self-promotion on instagram on on facebook and we feel like what they're doing is out of um out of our league out of touch and because they're representing themselves in a way that we feel like wouldn't represent our lives and so then we clam Mm -hmm. up about the truth right and so Mm -hmm. not only are we not self-promoting but we're also not telling the truth anymore and so so we need to become truth speakers right but that's that's terrifying at times because you don't want to be the only person on instagram that says my kid's basically made of a chicken nugget at this point because they've had 52 (laughs) this week right because everybody's putting up like pictures of like organic lunches and like you know i mean it's nothing wrong with that but right but it's easy to put your best best self out there it's harder to put the, the the surreal sometimes out there but i think you know what the bottom line you talk about um seeking truth the truth is, is we're all human and not one of us is perfect. Like we're all human beings and we all want the same things. We all want connections with people. Um, you know, we all want love. We all want joy. And so really, if you're feeling intimidated by the neighbor down the street who, you know, has like a house that has been built from Pinterest or something, <laughs> um, keep in mind that she, he or she, like they are, they're human beings. That like, house gets dusty they, too. Yeah, like yeah, they get scared too. They have yeah. pain too. They have hard things too. And really, we have to be careful not to compare ourselves to others because chances are we're comparing ourselves 
um, to them, like, on our worst day to their best day. And really, like, that doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> That's not fair, you know. And so I think, like, just remember that people are human and, like, and that we're all human and that we really all kind of, when it comes down to it, we all want the same things. And just try, like, practice. Um, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um, I had a piano. I played piano for years and years and years, and I will never, ever forget my very first piano recital. My piano teacher, she steps up to the piano, kind of to start off the recital, and she plays this com- this crazy, just complicated, amazing Russian piece, and, like, the piano pretty much explodes. Like, she's that awesome. And right. And then I get up and I played my very first little piece that I had learned, and it was Pop Goes the Weasel. That's amazing. <laughs> I couldn't play my, that. Why that was my recital piece, Pop Goes the Weasel, I do not know. But I get up there and I do my best, and I come home and I'm just devastated. And I remember my mom asked me, you know, like, what's wrong? Like, what's going on with you? Why do you feel bad? You did great. And I said, yeah, but I wasn't her, meaning my piano teacher. Like, I can't play like that, and I want to play like that. And my mom said to me, like, it takes time and it takes practice you have to practice 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 and you'll get better and better and better and you'll get there you just have to be patient and I think that applies to just about everything in life right and why not just socializing too like if you if you want to put yourself out there more and maybe be less introverted like practice 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 and I love what you're saying I love what you're saying too because in order to um, self-promote you have to understand the value of what you are promoting and that is very difficult to do and and I think you know what has been said several times throughout this broadcast um, in answer to several questions is make a list you know Mm -hmm. make a list of the people you can talk to make a list of your strengths but again I think that I think that that list making that physical act of writing down if you had sat down you know before Mm -hmm. or after you had done that piece and you had put you know written down the hours it took you to (laughs) to get to the point where you could play it you know the money that went into taking the lessons the sense of accomplishment you felt when you didn't miss a key I think that you would have valued what you were your Mm -hmm. output far more than by comparing Mm -hmm. it to you know this virtuoso who was obviously just trying to show you up so <laughs> <laughs> I know obviously trying to set the stage for all of our students like look at me this is what you can be someday that's what I was thinking like maybe she was trying to inspire or motivate motivate us to reach for that but such a valuable lesson to learn in that experience and again it just, just goes back to what I was saying before about how you practice you get better and with socializing you practice and you get better um, and it's scary to put yourself out there, but you just do it. You just try it, keeping in mind that we're all human and it's okay. And you know what? Every one of us has something really great and beautiful to offer other people, right. to offer the world. So why not do that? Why not do it? Take that first step and try, you know? Okay, so this um, is something I run into as a mom a lot. And yeah. um, you're better than me, so you probably don't. What? But, uh, <laughs> but Meg, I, some things it's true everyone go to mamalisha.com but um um, okay so (laughs) as as a stay-at-home mom much of the time I have a very difficult time figuring out what my accomplishments were each day you know it's like Mm -hmm. well I guess I cleaned up the throw-up today um the kids are still alive (laughs) one of them ate a broccoli like stem they're kind of clean 
clean and kind of fed. <laughs> right. And so because what we see time and time again when we're talking about self-promotion and understanding your value professionally is that these mm-hmm. people have goals. They know what their next step is. And they're 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 also able to sit down and look at their day and say, you know, what they achieved, how they move forward. And sometimes that is difficult in motherhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, for sure. And so, so – Together, maybe we can figure out what can we do to sit down and see what value the day held for us and and what progress we made. How can we sit down and, you know, have a – I have found that sitting down and deciding what a goal is with each child and writing that down and working towards that each day is helpful. But um, but sometimes sometimes I need even more help than that. How do you decide that a day has had meaning? You know, I love that you're asking me this because it's so relevant to my life kind of right now. I um, had a baby a little over three months ago, and recovery has been hard. And I've had depression and anxiety. I've been working with my family and with right. my doctor, kind of dealing with all of that postpartum. It's so hard. It comes with having a baby. It's, it is so hard. And one of the things that one of my good friends um, said to me is, she said, one thing that's going to really help you is to acknowledge your successes. I think as stay-at-home moms, as women, as mothers, we need to treat ourselves with kindness, and we need to honor ourselves consciously. And I think we need, um, I don't know, I think we need to just be really open to, like, the things that we're doing really well as, like, a way to find more joy in motherhood. And my friend said, one way for you to do this um, is to keep a success journal. And I kid you not, I keep a success journal. You're amazing. Um, You're I, a rock star. Yeah, oh, no. Uh, like, you know, gratitude journals. It's like, okay, Pat, you hear people that people do that a lot. And those are fabulous, you know, to write down the things that you're grateful for each day. And I've tried that. But it kind of fizzles out after a while. I'm like, uh, I just lose interest. But this success journal has been so awesome for me. Every day at the end of the day, I sit and I write down what my successes were. Um, I didn't raise my voice that Lily when she colored all over her brother's face with a Sharpie. Or, you know? <laughs> Your kids are awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> or, or it's like I, I actually cooked a meal and it wasn't McDonald's. Or like one day, I looking back over my journal over these last few months, one day was, I got up, I showed up, I was there when Lily got off the bus, I was there to feed Cameron lunch, I took care of my baby, everybody was cleaned and taken care of for today, I loved my kids today, and sometimes it's just that. I love this because this is self-promotion for your own sanity, and for your own sense of worth, which is, for me, the most important kind of self-promotion, and it's the kind that never gets done. You know, we'll put up on Facebook that, you know, we raised a chicken and its eggs are so much better than the ones that you're buying at the supermarket, but we are never promoting ourselves to ourselves. I know. That's so exciting. Yes, and you know what is so brilliant about the idea of keeping a success journal is to then go back. So on a bad day, you know, I'll go back and look at the last several months and read through them. And some of them are so funny. Like, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't kill James today or I would like, I really wanted to because he was driving me nuts. Exactly. James, my husband, it's like, I, I stayed patient, you know, like in the midst of conflict, you know, with our, like something with our relationship or whatever. And sometimes it's so funny. Um, I'll go back and I'll read the things that I wrote and it is so good for me to read those things that I wrote. Um, 
just on a really bad day to see like, yeah, I'm awesome. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it and I'm doing it well. Alicia, as far as I'm concerned, that's life-changing advice. And oh, everybody listening to you there. right now is so lucky to have heard that because I'm oh, going to start doing that. That is so, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Oh, I thank you so much for having no, me. No, you're amazing. And you. Alicia writes <laughs> at callmemomalicia.com, and she really yes. is just the best, and she'll change your life oh, every thanks, time honey. you read her writing. So, oh, thank so, you, honey. I oh, you're you. so welcome. I love you. <laughs> mwah, mwah. We're going to take a quick break. Once again, I'm Meg Conley, and you're enjoying the Matt Townsend Show here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Can't wait to see you in a minute. Show. I'm Meg Conley filling in for Matt as he's enjoying the sunny Caribbean and today we're talking about self-promotion. I have to say something. I never know whether to say Caribbean or Caribbean. I feel like I've said it five different times <laughs> this whole broadcast. Because I don't, which one is it? Like I've heard it both ways. I, I'm pretty sure it's Caribbean for the West. I, I, I'm I don't confused. know. It seems like the East always says like reservoir and aunt and I've, I mean, they I've probably heard, say Caribbean. I've heard both, right? But I right. feel like when you say Caribbean, it's like piratey or yeah, something. Yeah, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. And so I don't know. What is it? I don't. I've avoided that word most of my life. And then it's like written into the intro. I'm having to figure it out. You just are doing great. Um, so... We love you on the show. How's that? Well, um, wherever he is, he's there and he's enjoying it. So, so I'm excited. We have a, we have a we have a, a questionnaire here, right? Like an right. interview. Okay, so interview thing. We're gonna we have Alicia with us still, and you guys mentioned that you are um, stay at home moms. Yeah, yeah. That's but what we do. we've all been in a job interview, and we've all had the classic questions oh, you know we horrible. all know them it's horrible. we all know them so i'm gonna go through them because we hate them so much <laughs> naturally i'll bring them up um because in an interview that's like the prime spot for self-promotion so we wanted to bring it right, up talk exactly. about it so we have um from career cast they talked about the best ways to answer but i'm gonna see how you guys answer and i'll tell you how you should answer <laughs> so if you're good then i'll just reiterate what you say um, so let's see. First, we're going to start. Alicia, I'm excited to hear what you say. Yeah. I'm nervous. I'm going to be so bad. I <laughs> do it all wrong. I'm going to say everything that you're not supposed to say. We'll see. Okay. Let's start with the one that I hate the most. Um, the first one is what is your biggest weakness? Oh, Alicia, you take this one first. Oh, no. I hate that. When I get asked, what is your biggest weakness? It's like, well, if working really hard is a weakness, that would be my biggest one. If being on time, if not early for the job, is a weakness, that's my biggest one. So (laughs) I had a really... I don't have any. I'm sorry. You don't. you you looking for a weak person? Is that not it? Right? What are you supposed to say? So I had a funny... I had a funny experience with this when I was first asked to start um, collaborating with BYU Radio. One of the, 
you know, main producers here read my blog. And one of the things that I had written was that I never finished things. It was like <laughs> this post where I had been very honest about my weaknesses. That's what the whole post was about. And so he said in our little phone interview, um, so on your, on your blog, I read that you never finished things. And I was like, oh, that was in the past. <laughs> I, that was, I've progressed so much. I finished everything. The blog post had been written like eight days before. But um, I had to, you know, fudge a little bit because I wanted to start. I wanted to start collaborating (laughs) with BYU Radio, so I said I finished things. But that is still my, still one of my biggest weaknesses. I don't always finish things. You actually really both brought up exactly what they brought up. So um, the one is to turn um, the question around and be like, oh. I'm really bad. I'm a really Merit mentioned this before. I'm a perfectionist. And right, I that's just, a good you know, one. That's so just like one. humble saying, brag, humble brag. Yeah. That's exactly what they're doing. Or like you said, like you can be honest and be like, okay, I don't finish things, but these are the steps that I've taken to be better at it. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, like great. That. Right. So I did it. I yeah, did it. Right. So you did it beautifully. I saved Both of you it. passed. <laughs> good job, everybody. Um, I don't think mine was bad. <laughs> okay. So then. Next one we're going to do is um, what sets you apart from the other ca- applicants? Why should we hire you out of oh, I hate yeah. that one. That's a tough one. Because that's like yeah, nail on the head, self-promote yourself, go. So so what do they recommend for that one? Because that one is tough. Um, okay. So you should um, show your readiness by describing how your experience, career progression, qualities, and achievements make you an asset. But don't forget to show your interest in the job itself. So it's really just an excuse for you to talk about the things that you are good at. It's probing your readiness for the job and saying, I'm ready, hmm. put me in. So interesting. Do you know what my problem is? Is I once went on a job interview where they asked me that question and I went into too much detail. Yeah. Like where they were like, do you feel the need to tell me you know how to open Microsoft Word? I mean like yeah. I like from the ground up all the reasons yeah. I was qualified and it made me sound less qualified mm-hmm. because I said things like can turn on a computer basically. Like yeah. I mean things that were assumed. That's, yeah. that's tricksy. That's See, that is tricksy. That's, that's actually a big part was... um. Because there's another one that's, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? And that's something they said, was to not go into your childhood memories. And- yeah, what do you say? Like, I right. like to walk on the beach? Like, yeah. what do you say about it's that? It's so hard. And you always feel like, like they have one in mind. Long walks in the rain. Right. Alicia would say what? she liked Diet Coke and leopard print. Right. But yeah. is that too much? Yeah. But they say don't say yeah. that. <laughs> Leave the leopard at home. Sorry. Leave okay, the leopard. But we like it on the radio. Alicia, so. figure okay. it out. It's welcome Come on. here. Yeah. So instead. They said, (laughs) oh, yeah. So instead, they said to keep it related to the job and say, oh, this is what I've done in the past and um, this is what I can do here. So So they don't actually, they're they're saying they care about your personal life, but they really don't (laughs) care. But I actually, I took a class, MCOM business class at BYU, and they actually said that the whole interview, the purpose of the interview is to clarify if you can. If you're good for the job, if they'll like you where you right, are, right? Because and if chemistry you're matters, right? Like yeah, so you they have want, to have good chemistry, yeah. And they want to see your personality, right? They just, you know, don't want to see comes, too much of it. Yeah. Well, isn't and, that such a tricky thing though to like bring your personality into it, but then not get too personal? It's kind of like a fine line. Yeah. In a way. Like keep it with the job, but then you've got to let personality kind of shine through too, and 
be like a person, not giving all of the same. We're not robots. You know, those same. Yeah, exactly. It's just what it, that's the word that came to my head, like that kind of same robotic kind of answer. So I think that can be kind of tricky to do. You have to be careful, you know. Yeah. But you guys would both be great because you both have wonderful <laughs> personalities. So just to we clarify. We're crazy. Let's be honest. <laughs> it works. We are crazy. It works. So I think that that prepares us for our next interview. Yes. Hopefully everyone gets the job. You you guys will go get the job now with those three tips. Don't mention leopard tip. Print. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe no bring bride. a Diet Coke. That yes. might yeah, that maybe. might help. It has been such <laughs> a delight being here. I hope that Matt never Yay. comes back and I get to take this chair for a little bit longer. Um, we'll hear all about his adventures next week, I'm sure. Um, I'm Mae Conley. I had so much fun filling in on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Have a good day, you guys. It's been so much fun.